Hi, I'm Mara Webster with InCreative Company, and today I'm thrilled to be talking about the second season of the wonderful series, Dr. Death, and I'm joined today by cast members Luke Kirby, Ashley Medecki, and Gustav Hammerstein. And Luke, starting with you, I was really interested in how you wanted to shape a lot of the kind of curiosity and, and, and what actually I view as like a very healthy cynicism that he has, because he's very much the first person to start sounding a lot of the alarm bells with Paolo Maccarini's thinking, you know, this, this really does sound too good to be true based on my knowledge and understanding of medicine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he is. He's walking that fine line between skeptic and cynic. You know, I think the danger <clears throat> that he's in, in at <clears throat> this moment in his life is that given his past and, and given some of the losses that he's experienced, it, you know, he, he has isolated himself into the realm where he, he can kind of almost become, you know, cynical to the point of uh, being too alone. Mm -hmm. Um but it, I think you're right. I do think it's a healthy curiosity that he engages in. And clearly, you know, he's right about it. Uh, his uh -huh. instincts are correct. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was all uh, that was all sort of there on the page, you know, uh, and and really fun to track and and uh, and move through. Yeah, it was a joy. Yeah. And and actually for you, in terms of your character's relationship with, with Paolo, played by Edgar Ramirez in the series, you know, this is someone that very early on, she kind of sees a lot of herself in him and an opportunity for someone who's really a mentor for the career aspirations that she has. And she talks a lot about the personal sacrifices she's made to get where she is already. Um, and so how did that form a lot of the viewpoint for your character, particularly when it comes to the moments where she's not willing to question him quite as early on? I think that she was so intoxicated by the success that um, working with uh, Paolo brought her that it was very hard for her to back away from that. Um, you know, she's working in a very male dominated field. She's, like she says, given up her, her relationships, her chance to have a baby, um, her personal life. And she's very focused on her career. And he offers her this, this chance at real success and they have it. They have it. And I think that must feel amazing. But somewhere on the journey, she starts to realize that um, this is not making sense. That, that unfortunately, Gomeli was right all along. And it's it's kind of crushing for her, I think, to realize that um, not only is this all a lie, but like how complicit she has been in it. Because I think there must have been warning signs for her because she's a very intelligent woman and she knows she knows she knows the research and she knows the moments where she turned a blind eye and i think that's um kind of heartbreaking for her in a way and i really admired how the character was able to overcome that heartbreak and kind of put a brave face on and and get into the good fight with these two and almost they almost sacrificed their careers for it mm. absolutely and and gustav i wanted to ask you about forming the emotional landscape of your character because when he first gets the opportunity to be part of the team partaking in these trials he's so excited and there's so much exuberance to him but also when there's setbacks and and you know when he's starting to question things he really takes that to heart a lot as well um, and so what was your experience in finding the emotional landscape of a character that feels every emotion so fully yeah, first of all, I, I was glad that, you know, that my character had, we, all our characters have that, but if, if, I, if I speak for myself, you know, that there's hope and, and joy, as you say, and then he starts to realize from, you know, his friend with, with Nathan, and he, I, I think he knows that Nathan, that you, we're talking about the skepticism and the cynical, uh, you know, there's a, there's some way, uh, uh, 
one side of being afraid of life also if you 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 don't you, you don't want to you know be hopeful and embrace you know the positive side of it so but then he finds out for himself that this this is something fishy going on but i also anders has his family his wife and his kids son with special needs and they depend on him so and well how did i find it uh, i i also have three daughters myself so i could relate to that and uh, yeah but i think you know the whole we are dependent on each other's we kind of go back and forth and i think all three of them finally they realize that i can't live with myself if mm. i'm not going to tell the truth about it. i have to because i i anders has everything against him and he's putting his family on the line not only himself so you know but i think they they all even anna in, in the end you know we have to try to stop this man because in this to, to save lives in the future so Absolutely, I, it's kind of easy to relate when you think of it. <laughs> it is, and and Ashley and Luke, there's there's a conversation, a dialogue between your characters at one point where, um, you know, you're kind of accusing each other of having different approaches with patients. Um, you know, Ashley, you're accusing him of getting too involved and caring too mm -hmm. much and becoming too personal, and then he's like, "Well, maybe you don't involve yourself enough on a personal level." And so, for both of you, I just wanted to ask about how you found those interpersonal relationships in the bedside manner, because I think the show does a great job at exploring how you know there's an emotional care that they have to take of themselves as much as they do with their patients. I think that. Um that was really telling of their characters, that conversation, because they do approach, I think they did approach medicine from a very different angle. You were definitely more about the personable mm -hmm. approach and Anna was more about the, uh, the medical disciplined approach. But interestingly enough, they end up in like much the same place. Mm -hmm. And what, what drives Anna, I think, to, to tell the truth is in the end, her, her personal relationship with one of, one of the patients. So you were right, and I was wrong. See, see that? How hard was that? <laughs> Very hard. Very difficult. I like that say. scene. It really is a testament to you know true friendship. Yeah. You know, where you're sort of you're ve you're ve two very different people. You can acknowledge it, and you can call each other out on your BS. You know, and and uh, you know, and it, yeah, it turns out that they're in some ways they're both right, actually. You mm. know, because because you know Nate does get too close to you know, and and. Uh, and it's a it's a painful it's a painful road for him. So she was right too. And with friendships as well, you know, I I love the friendship that we get to see develop throughout the series between your character Luke and yours yours good stuff as well. You know, yeah. and it's it, it it's kind of also testament to however much they try to leave the workplace behind, they really just don't have the ability. You know, sometimes they're having dinner with both of their partners at the table, watching a, a football game in a pub, but they still kind of always circle back to that. So, how did you kind of set about creating the intimacy of that friendship as it grows, and and what was the impact of not being able to leave work behind when they're with each other well i think it was really easy to to relate to luke you know the first scene was that the, at the bar with the football uh, you know i i you know i i could relate to luke because uh, he's a great actor and a great person so uh you know it's much easier to to, to play a, a friendship when the person is yeah when very friendly yeah the and, door was open you know mm -hmm. it felt like okay let's just walk on in and you know it really felt that way just, yeah uh, 
a kind of smooth transition. Yeah. It was lucky. I love that. And and Ashley, and coming back to you, you know, your character is working alongside Paolo for, for so much of the series. And we start to kind of like see how he controls her almost. Like there's a moment where she starts to question him and there's other people around and he tells her to temper her voice. And so in your performance, you really kind of see a lot more stillness and quietness in her as their relationship progresses professionally. Um, and so how did you want to make those adjustments of just the way that she's kind of folding herself into his space more? Um, I think I just wanted to I wanted to show the the journey of 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 Anna, and I think she starts out being very confident and very sure of herself, and then as she becomes more and more unsure of the medicine that she's practicing, she becomes more and more unsure of herself. And also, for her to speak out would have been at great personal and professional risk. I mean, for all of them, that's 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 the risk, and I think that kind of does make you turn into yourself in a way. Mm. And for you, Luke, as well, you know, once your character starts, you know, he's once he starts becoming a whistleblower and starting to speak out in the workplace, he's very much kind of like siloed off and and pushed out of the room in a lot of places. And so for you, what was the emotional impact on him that you really felt in those scenes? I think the, <clears throat> the thing that I found sort of the most difficult about that was the the creepiness that kind of comes with it you know you start to second guess yourself in those situations and you know to have to be infected with a little bit of kind of daylight paranoia is no fun thing to experience um so that was really interesting to explore you know and uh yeah thank god that he's got these two friends who also start to experiencing mm -hmm. it you know experience it so he has something to relate to <clears throat> and you know for exactly. that. <laughs> and and Gustav, you know, your character essentially is is carrying out these trials and not seeing success in them and is convinced to say that they were inconclusive because to give his real results would be more damaging. And I thought that yeah. you played that really beautifully, just the the moral dilemma of it all. And so how did you approach a lot of those scenes? Because it's very internal in terms of trying to capture the process and the conversation that he's having with himself in those moments. Yeah, you know, it's, oh, I, it's, uh, how did I do it? Well, that's, uh, <laughs> it's my job. No, but, uh, but I also like that he is starting to, even though he has, you know, he, he he's decided that he, he can't lose his job and Nathan, you know, it's on him. Come on, we have to do something. Uh, he starts to investigate for himself, you know, he, 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 he starts to his own little investigation and, and finds out, you know, that, you know, a big, a big thing, uh, which they can use. So I, well, you know, it's to be or not to be, that's the question. <laughs> and ultimately with the fact that all three of your characters become whistleblowers, it's not a space that they easily find themselves in or that they're looking to step into. So it's kind of, it's a very gradual process and it really takes the three of them coming together and realizing that they are on the same page. Um, and so for all of you, where did you kind of find the turning point of where you felt like that final decision lay in place of like, it's more important to speak out in order to protect more patients in the future than to try to protect myself professionally because they all risk losing their jobs at that point. Um. I think for Anna, it's when she when she sees what's happening to to the patients, and she it's it's undeniable. Um, 
and by that point you two are already well on the road to whistleblowing hmm. and i have to fight my way in like they they actually don't want me to help them no no it's mo mostly mostly uh, you you don't want you don't want me anywhere near there because it's i've been very such stubborn. A, why, why, stubborn. No. why should you be because we need her you didn't her. want to allow me salvation personal salvation why should i but why should i trust you why should you i know but you did i did and you know because it was in the script you, oh yeah that's not <laughs> that's the only why. but that's not the only reason i convinced you well and also you needed me we needed her i had access. it is true i mean she's got we needed key. each she other have the key which gives us the proof the kind of the smoking gun yeah you know, you can't, so it, you can't yeah. blow the So, you know, it, it does, spoiler. although we, we yeah. oh, I can't? I don't know. Maybe you can. It's all good. We're going to put this out once the, all the episodes oh. drop. So we can. We I can mean, I do off. think that, that I think that them coming together in the autopsy scene is is kind of where the, the real cohesive muscle to, yeah. is built. Yeah. You know, that is sort of the, the die is then cast with all three. They're all in it together. Yeah, there's no way we're backing now. down now. There's no backing down. We have a moment before we, that, but yes. we, we can't really, we, we decide to, like, to what try are we, to do something. What are we, we without, without her? But, yeah. you know, what we see in that schlubs. autopsy is irrefutable for us, That's isn't right. it? It's yeah. like, there's no getting away from yeah, it. Not one, is... not one of us could deny mm. after seeing that. No. And when it when it comes to a lot of the the language of the series, obviously you're dealing with a lot of complex medical language, and it's you know it's one of those things where you want to make sure that you're wearing the language and the language isn't wearing you as a performer. Um, and so, what was the work that you all did in preparation to really make sure that you kind of were able to deliver a lot of the complexities and would understand the emotional facets of of all of that without necessarily getting a medical degree to do so? Yeah, yeah, let me start she, because this start, is not start. my native language, English. So I had to do twice the job as you had to do. You did twice the job, half as what well. no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you what? did twice the job, four times. Ten percent well. is good. No, no, no. <laughs> but it, it's it's a challenge. But please let me hear your. My, I think that our approaches weren't dissimilar. I know that yeah. it's not English yeah, as your first language, but those words were really unfamiliar to me. Yeah, they're and foreign to I'm just a. Just a, girl, just a girl from yeah, Southeast foreign, London. Foreign to, for me. It's hard yeah. for me to say a TH, not make it an S. Uh -huh. What? Because I'm from I'm from South East uh -huh. We say South, not South. South. It's it was hard Brava. for me to get my mouth around those words also. I think the only way is just to say the words a million times, make yourself feel as comfortable as possible. Yeah. And um epithelium yeah. in animals. And make them make Throw sense. Make it make sense. Yeah. Ashley Michael Holden, you know, really availed herself to us a lot and provided us with great resources. So that all of that stuff, you know, by the time we got to shooting it, we understood, if not for, a, you know, if only for a short period of time, exactly what it was that we were talking about. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ashley Michael Holden. Ashley Michael Holden. Yeah, yeah. Not me. Yeah. You know, the no, great, no. The great, yeah, but, our, our leader. Yeah, she was fantastic. Yeah. You can't. You know, that all, all of that stuff buys yeah. you the confidence that you need. To say that stuff, you know, if you, you know, when you sort of convince yourself that you know exactly what it is, it's easier to kind of mm. get your mouth around it. You know, that's why going to surgeries, observing that was really beneficial. It, it all just sparks up the imagination and just makes you feel like you've experienced some of what we're talking about instead of just mm -hmm. uh, putting on a putting on a good face, you know. 
And and from from observing surgeries and having the opportunity to do that and, and the way that the team were kind of helping you with a lot of the preparation, um, how did you kind of find a lot of the movement in medical sequences as well? Because, you know, it's like when we see your character, for example, Ashley, in a surgery, and she's the reason that that patient is still alive by the end of that surgery, we fully believe it from everything that's going on mm-hmm. in the room. And you have so many other things that you have to think about to deliver the emotional complexity of the scene. So for all of you, how did you find the kind of mannerisms and motions of the surgeries for yourself? For me, I, I, when it comes to things like surgeries, I like to practice them um, as much as possible. And we did always have practices with the surgeries so that when it comes to being there on the actual day, I can be as free and as real and as emotionally connected to the scene as possible. And then the, the physical action is almost second nature. And then it's just about choreographing the dance with your other actors in the scene and with the, with the crew who are on set. Um, and also the supporting artists, like the, the background was just incredible a lot Mm. of those people were also um medical professionals Mm -hmm. so they were they were like a real source of of knowledge and help and support Mm. (laughs) they would often let us know if we don't don't hold it like Mm -hmm. that and it was was invaluable to have them And, and Luke, one of the other things that I wanted to ask you about in terms of your character's trajectory is the the scenes that you play. And it kind of goes back to the fact that he does get very personally connected to his patients and the relationship that he builds with a female patient who comes in, um, you know, and ends up having one of the surgeries. And he's literally watching her deteriorate in front of his eyes. And he's taking it very personally because he's already lost a patient previously to this procedure at that point. And we see the impact of not sleeping, the breakdown of his relationships outside of work. Um, and so what was the the different scope in terms of the space that you wanted to find your character in during that trajectory? Well, it was, it was just great to explore, you know, depletion, you know, and the kind of the what how what that is how how does that manifest physically psychologically you know it just it sure beats actually experiencing it uh you know just getting to explore it um your beard was its own character it it sure was i just closed my eyes and clenched my jaw and it starts Great. coming out mm. um yeah it was a that was a uh, it was uh it was a fun episode to to shoot for sure. I mean, I and, you know, I think Alicia Rosa, who plays uh, Yeshim, was also kind of the just kind of everything that I needed mm. to sort of imagine watching someone fall apart and, and lose. You know, the the kind of the 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 light that she brought to the room just from showing up on set. You know, was very distinct and very real, and 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 her, her the kind of the you know the hope that's that she exudes that's in her eyes that was all very present. So it was very hard to watch her um, fall apart. Right I now. caught sight of her because I didn't, I wasn't privy to those scenes, but I caught sight of her in her um, most deteriorated yeah. state. That yeah. that that makeup transformation yeah. was, oh my, it was so hot because yeah. I like you said she is so she's beautiful and full of hope and light, yeah. and that's the interaction I'd had with her yeah. and then when I saw her in that makeup look it was yeah. it's ghastly yeah. truly yeah, heartbreaking it's really painful to see yeah. and she's sure. also the patient that you know you know she's young and from the beginning she she, she makes a little surgery that she has no problems that's right whatsoever no, you know she's doing a little thing because of sweat in the hat or something yeah. and then she, there's a problem with that and then she comes to Karolinska oh. and Paolo you know that you know 
all of a sudden he removes the lung mm. and and she has to have this trachea in you know uh, so and she's so young and it goes so far so i mean that even in the real life i think that's the you, if you just use that example it's it's you know it tells everything uh, about the disaster yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That I, to I totally agree with all of that. And, and the three of you did such a wonderful job in capturing so much of the complexities that come with telling a story like this in your performances. So congratulations. And thank you so much for talking about it today. I appreciate it. Oh, thank, thank you. you.